Hey friends, welcome to the last, mm, the last couples episode of 2020. I'm so sad about it. Welcome to That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today, even if I feel a twinge of sadness over Couples Month ending. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torn Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his album, Citizen of Heaven. Hey, I want to give you an update as the month is ending. Around Christmas, we had an episode with Artie from the Food Network. You know her probably from her own TV show, Artie's Party, and then also as one of the judges on Guy's Grocery Games and lots of those competitions. We had her on at Christmas, and she was telling us about her family moving from L.A., to North Carolina. And for starters, I have to tell y'all, it just made me teary over and over again to see how much y'all reached out to Artie and sent her what you were praying and what you're thinking. It just meant so much to her and it meant so much to me. So I just, I'm so, so thankful. Thank you for loving guests like you do. It's just really sweet. Um, One of our plans was to have Artie and her husband on for couples month as they drove across the country. But when they got close to Nashville, Artie had the flu. And so they didn't stop. They just kept going and got to North Carolina. You can check in with her on her social media and we will absolutely have them as soon as we can. I just wanted to update y'all because I think from the beginning we had said that we would have them on in couples month and that is what happened is she got the flu. The other thing is we got through a second couples month without a dating couple. I'm so sorry. We tried to get two buddies, two single guys to come talk to us about dating and we tried to get a dating couple but as you can imagine dating couples are a little less inclined to have a permanent relationship conversation. (laughs) So I've got one in the hopper. We might get them outside of this month, but I haven't forgotten. So I'm sorry if you were hoping to hear a dating couple. I was too, and we will get one soon, soon, soon. But today, instead, we have some newlyweds, which you, it, there's no better conversation for people who are dating than to hear from people who just got married and are in the newlywed phase. It's the best. Christian Huff and Sadie Robertson Huff. You guys know Sadie. She's been on the show with us before. Her She grew up on Duck Dynasty TV shows, but she also writes tons of her own books, has her own podcast, and speaks and travels and is just incredible. And guess what? Her husband, Christian, is too. I just love him and I love her. And this is such a joy. She has a new book that actually released this week called Live that I think you're going to love. So I sat down and chatted with Sadie and Christian, my very favorite newlyweds in the whole world. I think you're going to enjoy this one. Christian, hi. Welcome to the podcast. It's your first time, buddy. Thank you. This is my first time. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to have you. But you've been on y'all's podcast a bunch. Is it kind of, I mean, are you on every episode now? When I'm asked to do good or bad advice, that's usually mm-hmm. when I'm on it. But sometimes I'll make some guest appearances. He's, he's become a regular guest star. Yeah, yeah, it feels. I love it. I think it's awesome. Okay, Sadie, yeah. since you were last on the show, you have met a person named Christian and you've yes. married him. Of course. Of course you have. Will you update us? Tell me where you are living and what you're doing now. Yes. So Christian and I got married in November, November 25th. And now Christian actually goes to Auburn University, War Eagle. Mm-hmm. That's my new that's my new saying. Okay, good. And so we live in Auburn University right now. So it's kind of crazy living in Auburn, Alabama with my husband. Yeah. Definitely didn't see that one coming, but it has been it's been so fun. It's been such a sweet season. Um, a little bit different than Nashville here. Yeah, I believe but, it. Um, but it's awesome. I mean, it would be different if I didn't have my best friend with me, but sure. it's been really fun. Am I your best friend? Yeah. 
<laughs> Christian, did your buddy tell you that we sat next to each other on the flight home from the wedding? Yeah, who I forgot who was it again? Who did you do you remember who you oh, sat next boy. to? No, he's blonde and he graduates. He graduated in December. Clayton? Yes. That's what I was Aww, gonna guess. Yes, Clayton. Clayton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah, a nice awesome. dude. He's awesome. He's he was awesome. Tell me, Christian, we have so many friends who are listening that are in college and they're going to college. Tell me why you picked Auburn. How did you end up in Auburn in the first place? Both my parents went here and then uh, my dad's brother and sister went here and then their husbands and wives went here. Um, okay. So when I came here, I had an older cousin here. And then uh, my freshman year, my uh, a cousin on my mom's side was also in my class. And then after him, two more cousins came here. So uh, pretty much everybody in my family went here. So that's pretty much why I chose. Right. You came here for a family reunion, really. Yeah, no kidding. Are you from Alabama? Is that where your people are? <laughs> No, ma'am. I'm from a little town called Niceville. Oh, that's it's, adorable. Um, of course you it's are. It's right outside of Destin, but yes, uh, of course I'm from Florida. Okay. And that's, and so all of y'all ended up in Auburn. Will you tell me a little bit, were you already a Christian when you went to Auburn or how did you, did God factor into that decision at all for you? When I uh, came to Auburn, I liked to have believed that I was a Christian, but I was very lukewarm, very one foot in, one foot out. And then, uh, so I came into Auburn Joined a fraternity. I was a dry pledge. And then kind of my testimony is kind of just grew up in church. I wouldn't say I grew up in Christ. Didn't really have much of a relationship, but I knew all the the religious, legalistic, you know, uh, things. And then yeah. a few months in, I was uh, at a party on a porch or on a balcony shotgunning beers. Yeah. And then uh, this kid or this guy that I knew, didn't really know too well, he walked outside and uh, said, I thought you didn't drink because to everyone else I was a dry pledge so no one really knew that I that I drank yeah and I uh something in that moment clicked for me and then I were you embarrassed or were you mad what was the feeling no so 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 the feeling was like I would say it was the first time that I'd ever felt like true conviction really I wasn't embarrassed um because I don't think he's a believer actually but so when that moment I literally like walked out of the balcony like walked down the stairs then walked like a mile home in the <gasps> rain to my dorm no. floor. So that was the moment for me when all my desires changed from everything that I had experienced a few months into college that the world had to offer to what what Jesus can give me. And that was when I got plugged into our church and just really started serving. And so that, so 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 that that night for me was when my life took a drastic change. And oh that was that, that was when I got to college. And the guy wasn't even a believer. No, he's not. He's uh I don't we I don't I don't know him too well, but I just, um, I don't want to say he's not a believer, but yeah, yeah. I don't think there's much fruit. Fair, fair. That, that's a, that is a really true and kind way to say it. I am, it is just amazing how one thing, one conversation like that can change your life. And he had no idea. No, yeah, yeah. That's like, that's the thing me and Sadie talk about all the time is I've had, I mean, I heard the gospel preached a thousand times and I've had plenty of, plenty of moments where if you look at things I was doing, you would have think that you would have thought that something would have clicked but yeah just something in that moment for some reason really opened my eyes and I just that was like the last straw for me of what I was doing with my life yeah really and it, but y'all didn't know each other at that point right you two no ma'am yeah. so this no. was like this was like two years before we ever met okay and what was what was it like to make that Sadie I'm gonna ask you a thousand questions too you know how this goes but oh, yeah. Christian what was it like to make that change in the middle of your college experience like did people make fun of you? Did people give you a hard time? I mean, what was it like? So I would say, I don't really think people gave me a hard time. I really 
So like I said, this was like a few months in. So I really like had kind of had a friend group kind of with the fraternity guys. And yeah. um, so after that night, I pretty much stopped hanging out with those guys. Um, uh, you know, after that moment, I would invite them to church, but there would be excuse after excuse and no one would ever come. But uh, mm. so my best friends now and after that moment are people that I met through the church and uh, people that were on staff. And we ended up leading a Bible study together. And so me and my friends, we started a Bible study with like five guys. And then in a few months that grew to like 150 guys. And then, um, so we actually ended up 150 college guys in a Bible study yeah, together. So all dudes. We actually, we actually ended up outgrowing three spaces. And then every Tuesday night ended up renting a room in the library every Tuesday night to worship. And, someone would speak and we'd pray and, and just dudes <laughs> yeah just guys yeah oh my gosh so and that, how so did you know really what cool. to teach i started getting in the word yeah <laughs> and so you I, I think that's so important for people to hear that like you didn't have to have any training you didn't have to you just like yep. here's what i read today i can turn around and say that to someone and it can change their lives too like it changed mine yep. yeah we were literally like just pick a chapter and whether it's like i don't know john 15 we would just talk about how he's the vine dresser and we're the branches and Christ is the vine. And then we would just talk about what we think that means. And we'd say what we're struggling with and what we see the Lord doing. And we just kind of pray and then we'd worship. And then, um, and then, so that's pretty much how it started over time that grew into actually like having, having studies and typing out what we kind of want to talk about and different questions and stuff. But it definitely just started with just people, uh, you know, not wanting to come to college and waste their four years of life and um, having people want to have a real encounter with Jesus and meet guys that are real and that are going to be uh, vulnerable and transparent and not be uh, just honestly just prideful dudes in college. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That I did not know this part of the story, Christian. I'm amazed. This is awesome. <laughs> Who was mentoring you during all this? Was there anyone so helping say, you? Uh, Yes. So my um. So when I got here, there was a church that had get, that had planted probably two years ago, and the pastor now is thirty, and he's uh just an awesome guy. He's from Marietta, and then him and his wife call, felt called. Oh yeah, my hometown, to man. That's where I'm from too. Awesome. Really? Yeah. Those are my people. Yeah. I don't know him personally, yeah. but we have a bazillion mutual friends. So he's from uh Marietta, and then I uh, moved down here, um, and he's thirty now. So I think when he moved down here, he was like twenty five. Um, right. When I got here, we just really hit it off and just became really good friends. And we would uh, go to the gym together um, and just play sports together. We'd, we'd go play basketball and talk. And he really became a mentor. And it was kind of funny. So he was, I would say, the, was a mentor. And then I didn't really have an elder mentor until the beginning of this year when uh, I think it was like August, I uh, went to go meet with like our head fraternity guy to come to drop our fraternity this year just with me and Sadie getting married yeah and um he uh actually is like this old man super awesome used to be uh like the dean of the college of business and then planted a church in Auburn and then uh after we had had this moment he was like I really like meeting with you you want to meet every Wednesday at 3 30 and I was like yeah let's do that so <laughs> oh my he's just like I don't I don't I don't know how old he is but he's He's definitely older, um, yeah. but he's just so wise. And like, do you think uh, he's older, like forties, or older, like seventies? Oh no, man, he's like sixties or seventies. Yeah, wow. But he's a uh, he's he's an amazing guy, uh, and he's definitely helped me a lot and encouraged me a lot. And we've had um, 
uh, it's fun. He always calls me his friend, so it's just really fun. Like he, so like when we're out of town, he'll always say like I miss my friends. So it's just it's really oh, funny. But he's that's awesome really guy. sweet. Remind me of the name of y'all's church. Auburn Community Church. That's right. Because Clayton on the airplane was telling me how much y'all absolutely love your local church. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. It's uh, we actually just had a worship night there last night, and it was powerful. Um, but uh, it's the best community of people. And really. The, the elders there are amazing and the leaders there and um, the worship team and Miles, everyone is just really in love with Jesus. And it's very real. It's not, no one's faking it. Yeah. So it's awesome. Sadie, what's it like to plug into a church where your husband's already been going and you've never been there before until you, I mean, I'm sure you've been before now with him, but what's it like to just jump right into a brand new church like that? You know, it's actually been awesome. I feel like because Christian was so like all in to that church, like he served at that church. He has all his mentors at the church. All of his best friends serve at that church. And so, you know, whenever you first go to church, it's that like, okay, how am I going to get plugged in? How am I going to meet people? I want it to feel like family. And Christian kind of paved the way so beautifully for that. So whenever I jumped in and immediately felt like, oh, this is this is family. This is home. This is a safe place. Really? Yes. And I love it. I mean, he said it right. They are not faking it there. Their whole thing is like Jesus wins. And so they just have like a huge mm. thing that say like Jesus wins everywhere. And that really is like the echo of their church. Like it's not about any person. It's all about Jesus. And so that has been just so good for, to, for us both to be plugged in, especially traveling so much to just have a home base. It's been awesome. And like, I don't know that you're going to love talking about this, Sadie, so you can tell me to shut up. But you can't pretend like you're not Sadie Robertson who just started going to a new church with a bunch of college people in it. (laughs) Is it weird for you or has it been, I mean, are people weird in Auburn about you being Sadie and now living there? I will say it was kind of weird timing because... I did like preach at Passion and then like right. Auburn, <laughs> so it was right. it was not the most like ideal time. Um, right to be up like, in front of sixty thousand college students <laughs> and then move to a college town. Yeah, it wasn't hidden. It, it yeah. yeah, I wasn't hidden. It wasn't yeah. It was a little weird at first. I will say. Um, the great part was is that Christian had friends. And has been plugged in and those people were so welcoming and and for the majority, you know, most people are, are very, very welcoming. But there was like if I walked in a room, everybody stares. There were people coming up and saying stuff and or taking pictures and yeah. very uh, awkward moments and stuff like that. But at the same time, um, Christian and I kind of expected that after after passion and stuff. And it's kind of like I, I've told people that I've I struggle with finding like I mean, just very honestly, I've struggled with finding like a church home on Sundays before Christian and I even got yeah. married because of that. Because yeah. it is hard whenever it's like, you know, you do a lot of stuff um, in ministry and, and you do that because you have a heart for Jesus and you want people to f- experience Jesus. And then when you try to go to church, it's like, oh, this is like a fan base, you know? Uh, know. And so that, that can be a little difficult, but um, it's actually been a really sweet blessing here because now we're married and he had that community who was super solid. And, you know, I will say on one hand, it's like, oh, well, it's kind of crazy taking pictures of people, people talking to you, all this stuff. But on the other hand, um, because we kind of had an anticipation for it, it's been another way to meet people, you know, move into a new place. And so, and some people come up and just say the nicest things about stuff they've connected to with stuff I've said or books they've read. And that's been a really sweet blessing, you know, just getting to actually be here to the people that I just talked to. It, it's kind of a um, 
goes both ways. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing for your life, and then I want y'all to like tell your like story because that's what we're all here for. Um, (laughs) The other thing for your life, Sadie, is you moved away from a city where y'all had like such a good girl crew and you and I saw each other. I mean, there was like so many women you were connected with here. There are so many of our friends listening who have moved to new cities or moved to a college town and left their like tribe of women. How have you grieved that and what have have you found new people are you finding new people what's it been like yes okay so this is like a sad happy answer all in the same so I can definitely speak to the ones who have moved because my friends and like they were just the best I love your crew is unbelievable yeah it really was and then I just love like seeing you seeing Rebecca seeing different women who I could just sit with and talk to and it was just exciting to see on on a day-to-day basis just different people and like I knew I was surrounded by so many people there and because I had built that over the years when I moved to Nashville I only knew one person so like really knew one person. And so, you know, building that and then being like, oh no, like I'm going to a new place. Oh shoot. Like I'm leaving all my friends and stuff. Like the first week we got here, I like, I was like trying to be like, it's okay. Like I'm in a new place, but like I'm with my husband. This is awesome. All this stuff. And then when Christian started going to class, I started realizing I do not know one person besides the Christian's guy friends. So like, there's not like one person (laughs) beside me I can tell. Like, dudes, let's hang out. (laughs) I know. I'm like, uh, Bradley, you want to hang? No, like I have no like girlfriends here. And so Christian got home from class and I'm like sitting there and I'm like trying to hold it together. He's like, how was your day? I'm like, it was so good sitting at the house by myself. Right. And I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, um, you know, and then I just started tearing up and I was like, oh no, oh no, I'm about to cry. And he's like, let it out. Tell me what's up and I was like I miss my girlfriends and I like just had this moment to just kind of just recognize the fact that we're in a new place and I miss my friends and that's okay because they are amazing but at the same time in that moment of like kind of breaking down in a sense I realized that like okay I still have all those friends like I still have all those people they're just not here right now and so I don't I, I kind of took the pressure on myself to have to like build a whole new friend group because I still have friends they're just not right here yeah. and I just like you know I think sometimes you can be like oh I'm lonely I don't have anybody I don't have any friends but if you had them where you left, you do have friends, you do have people, you do have your phone, you can call them. But we do have this desire to meet new people, right? And so I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like hope that like somebody like we just get new friends and stuff like this. And it's one of those things where, you know, those things that God answers and you're like, I don't even know that I prayed for that. Like, I like, I truly and God knows that I desire that, but I don't even know that I prayed for that. And he's so kind because that day, like, two girls texted me separately and were like, Hey, if you, uh, welcome to town. If you want to go get coffee anytime. And it was just so sweet. And so I've been building relationships like that. And, uh, yeah. actually somebody invited me to a little Galentine's day party the other day. So oh. just, the girls have been so sweet and welcoming here. And that's the other beauty to a college town is, I mean, they're just people here are just fun, right? Yeah. They're just like, so for each other and in the same crazy season of life and they've been welcoming into it. So that's been really sweet. I mean, it just feels like, will you talk a little bit about, I heard you say recently that you kind of always wanted the college experience, but didn't get it. And now the Lord kind of like handed you this random college experience that you couldn't have predicted. Another thing that I don't know that I prayed for that I totally desired. I literally 
said this to like my mom, to this to my friends, and like everybody like in my close circle has heard me say this. So it's really comical that it happened. But whenever like everybody was going to college and then I moved to Nashville instead of going to college, I was like, oh, like I just kind of want that college experience, you know? And I was like, but maybe like one day I'll just go live in a college town and just like act like I'm a college student. I've literally <laughs> said that for like four years. <laughs> And so whenever Christian and I decided we were going to get married in November and it was like hitting me that like, I'm going to live at a, in a college town. I was like, Oh my gosh, it's happening. My dreams are coming true. <laughs> I feel like I should not be complaining about being in college town because I literally wanted this for four years and it has been seriously awesome. I just had one day of like, Oh no, I'm in a new place. This is crazy. And then Christian and I had like a long talk about it. And I was like, all right, we're good to go. Let's roll, babe. Yeah. War Eagle. Yeah. War Eagle. I can do this. It's going to be fine. <laughs> tell me. Okay. So now we all tell us the story of how you met because I love it. I love the DM part. I love all of it. So will you, I, I'm sure have y'all told this like a thousand times, you know how to do this very well without me. Interrupting. No, we love we love this story. We it makes us laugh it. too. Okay, do you want to do you want to tell you, the majority? You, you start. Okay, okay. So this is kind of a crazy story because um, I had never met Christian, but I did know of Christian just because Christian was friends with Bella for like years. And what? Christian's- I didn't know that. Yeah. You're he, you're friends with Bella, Christian. Well, well. So what happened was one of Sadie's best friends growing up. Um, her parents retired and moved to uh, like the, the the neighboring town of where I was from. And so like my whole family and my cousins, everyone kind of got to know her. And then Bella came and visited her one summer. And then that's how I got to know. So Bella. also weird oh, fact, and we've never told this person, this is like backing it way up. But um, way back, like that friend who ended up moved to Destin, the whole reason she met Christian is because me and her were flying back from Dominican Republic and on like a mission trip. And she was going back to Destin. I was going back to Louisiana. So me and her split up in the airport and she went to the terminal where Christian happened <gasps> to be flying back to Destin and they you met in the airport. I was there that day, like four years ago, never met. Oh so, my so gosh. Like, Weird things happen. And like my that. and 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 like so, I have five cousins that were all like best friends, and we recognized her because we knew her from being sure. friends with Sadie. Um, so then I think my younger brother actually um, ended up like going over and and asking her what she was doing, flying to our little airport. Right, um, your brother who lives here in Nashville, right? Because he's a Vandy boy. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, he lives yeah in Nashville. baseball yep. player. I love those guys. Yes, ma'am. But so we uh, so we met her there, and then. I think that was in like, wasn't that like December or something? Yeah, that was like in December. So they ended up becoming friends, but well, I never met any of them. And I was just like, that was in the time I was traveling and I was living in Nashville. So they kind of had this relationship. I kind of just was doing my own thing. Well, then one. And and, and I also had always begged them to invite Sadie, but they never did. <laughs> just because you thought she was part. cute? Yes, I, she was the beautiful yeah <laughs> i agree with you i'll be like i'll be like i should tell sadie to come down <laughs> she never did no, sadly <laughs> and they never relayed that message and so then like i guess two years ago i go to the beach with laney sarah and gracie they're like my best friends yeah. we were all like at the beach and um the day before Christian and i met is kind of 
comical, but it really makes the story better. I had broken up with the guy I had been dating and I like was kind of upset about it. And like, I knew like I need to like take a break from dating, all this stuff. And so Lainey, it was like, oh yeah, you're going to take a break from dating. I was like, yeah, I am. I was like, put the camera in my face and I will tell the camera <laughs> that I'm not dating anybody until next year. And you can pick out my outfit on the first date. So Lainey starts recording. I me, love I Lainey like, so much. I know she's so funny. So she starts recording me and I'm like, Hey, this is Sadie Rob, and I'm not dating anybody <laughs> until next year. And you can pick out that outfit and all that stuff. So anyways, I say all this. And then the next day, um, no, the next day, very next Sadie. day. This yes. is what I've been doing wrong. I just need to make a public pronouncement that I'm not Put dating. The and then the next day, <laughs> To make your friends video you. Right. And so it happens. So she said that. And then um, the next day, I his Christian's cousin, Blakely, you know, he said he has five cousins yeah. that are best friends. She messaged me on Instagram and was like, hey, like, you know, and I knew her from being friends with Bella and Sterling. She said, hey, um, what are y'all doing? I see that y'all are in Teesside. We should hang. And I was like, yeah, actually, we're going crab hunting tonight. You should come. Oh and so God. Blakely brought christian crab hunting and i'm not kidding i'm like i literally did this as soon as i saw christian i turned and looked at laney and i said delete the video no like, <laughs> i just knew i just knew <laughs> it was so funny but then laney delete was like, the video I was like, delete it, like trash it, act like it never happened. But Lainey, like, you know, gives me like the friend eyes, like Sadie, like, you know, like you do not need to take anybody to like steer clear. And so did I not avoid you all you night? You did. She, so, so she avoided me all night and I was trying to make it a point to hang out, like to kind of like walk by some of her friends on the beach. That way I would, that way I did not look like I was too, uh, whatever the word is. And then I was like, oh no, he's going to like Sarah Gracie. Right, so right, right. So conflicted the whole night. Well, then by the end of the night, we were like all in a circle. We're all talking. And like Christian comes up to me and he's like, hey, do you know that I'm the only one in my family that you don't follow on Instagram? Oh, and my I gosh. Like, I know. I, I, and still, I don't, I don't know why I said that. but It's, it's, it's very like unlike you to say something yeah, like that. I, I would never say that. And that so was your go to in like, the moment. I get it. Yeah, it was just the moment. And I said, oh, really? Ha, <laughs> well, that's weird. <laughs> so right. I, like, it, like, dumb. <laughs> well, then I like gave it three days before I followed him back. You know, I need to, like, you know, leave him hanging a little bit. And so, But you were then, stalking every day, surely. Oh, you know I was. Girl, I was contemplating know. every day. And I just felt like Bella might not like this idea if like I start dating her friend so I was like had to talk to Bella in the three days all this stuff which has now become a rule that I tell girls like give it the three-day rule yes that's brilliant I, yeah I'm like if Jesus took three days to come out of the grave Girl, we can take three do days not to do that do not do that <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, that is so, so good, Sadie. <laughs> so Christian comes up to me and he says that. And then I follow him back three days later. And as soon as I follow him, I get this little like notification in my DMs. And I was like, whoa, that's that was like weirdly fast for yeah. him to DM me. And I click on it. And there pops a message that he had sent me two years before. <gasps> uh-uh. Um Yes, he sent me a message two years before because he saw me at Passion. But here's the thing. I wasn't speaking. I was I was like attending Passion. And he 
saw me there and he said, Hey, I just want to say everything you're doing for the Lord is so awesome. Keep it up. And then he said, also, I think you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen, which is like so bold and so unlike you to do any of those things. That is very unlike me, but I did do it. And so then I just reply to his DM and I'm like, haha, sorry for the late reply. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, sorry, man. (laughs) Yeah. That was really sweet though. And that's like how we started talking and like, the rest is history. Engage, uh, I guess, what, a year later? Crazy. Ten months later, yeah. My gosh. Okay, Christian, tell me your side of the whole thing. So she was ignoring you on the beach. Yes. So it was like I had I had, had thought in my mind that, like, if I was, like, walking by her all night that I would seem kind of pushy. Uh-huh. So, How many of y'all so are there like, on this on this crab hunting trip? Eight. Eight. So y'all are like working incredibly hard to avoid each other in a very small group. Oh, incredibly. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> That's adorable. So then, so, um, so I was like making a point to walk by her friends. That way I would look, like I said, not too like pushy. Because I had thought in my mind that if I was walking by her, I would, I, I, I just thought that I would give a weird impression. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I mean, were you also like so stoked because for years you had liked this girl from a distance? Oh yeah, like, I like she. She had like walked up the stairs from the beach, and and um, so it was me, uh, my cousin Hat, and my cousin Blakely that went. Um, and I saw her, and I was like, Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, tell her that we could always tell Bella and Sterling that we should have like a combined birthday party. Oh yeah, so. So uh, Sterling's birthday and my cousin Xander's birthday are like two days apart too. Um, and me and Sadie's birthday are two days apart. So for like a year, we've been saying like, how fun would it be if we did like a combined birthday party? Like if me and Sadie had a combined birthday party. And he was saying all this before we met. Before, before we, we even met. knew each other. Oh we were met, my god! Which is funny. A year and a half later, we end up having a birth, a, conjo- a, conjo- a conjoined birthday party. Yeah. That's the way he proposed to me. At yeah. A combined birthday party. So Christian uh, spoke it out. Yeah. <laughs> That is unbelievable. Because I would just imagine, Christian, for years you've known who this girl is, and now she's on the beach with you, and you're trying to play it cool. So keep going on. You're trying to play it. She was wearing like jean shorts and I think a black shirt. Oh, you like remember? And I was obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally was obsessed. Um, But then, so then, uh, like I said, she saw that three days later, then responded to me, thankfully, and then we uh, that just kind of hit it off, and then that was in July. And then we went on a date, our first date date in uh, September. Um, but okay. through that time period, we had talked on the phone for hours every night and really gotten to know one another. And then um, by the time we went on a date, it was uh, it was just amazing. It all felt natural. And like, that was what I said. It's like every every moment, it just felt like we were just it was gonna we were just gonna get married. Um, really, you was, thought that from yeah. the beginning. So it we was didn't talk about that. I just. I always say it like this. It was like we never – so he never, like, asked me, like, will you be my girlfriend or we officially – we never had that talk, but we also never considered it ending. Like, it just yeah. was very naturally, like, very together. I don't know. Yeah, that was it. It was never like we met and I was like, I'm going to marry this girl. It was like we met and I was like, I just don't ever see us not being together. Really? It was – yeah, she's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> So y'all are so cute. I I have them too. I'm with y'all. I'm having all the feels with you. So y'all never had like DTRs and like really did the thing and decided you were boyfriend and girlfriend. Mm. No, no, no. no. I mean, we 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 had some pretty 
real and vulnerable conversations, but I don't think we ever sat down and like, you know, got super close and intimate. It was like, will you be my girlfriend? Right. <laughs> <laughs> don't whisper it like that, Christian. It's not weird for people to ask. <laughs> will you be my girlfriend? <laughs> you, be my girlfriend? <laughs> you said no. But um, but no, we never had that talk at all. Like we said, everything just, well, a few, like I think it was like late October. We were like, are we, like, so are we dating? Because remember people were asking me and I was like, I want to respect you. Like, if people ask if we're dating, like, I keep saying no because we haven't really said that. Um, but I want to respect you, and I feel like our relationship is more than that. And I was like, oh yeah, we, I think we totally are. Yeah. And so that was so that, that was our DTR. Well done. That's good. Hey friends, just interrupting this conversation with the newlyweds to tell you about our friends over at Rothy's. You guys know Rothy's. You love to wear them. I love to wear mine. They are making beautiful shoes for women and kids out of plastic water bottles. They are so comfortable and fully machine washable. They're stylish, sustainable, comfortable, washable, really all in one pair of shoes. They're the perfect flats for life on the go. I've got a pink pair, a black pair I'm eyeing. I just absolutely love these shoes. So let's talk first about the style of it because Rothy's are the perfect everyday shoe for life on the go. They're stylish, comfortable. They go with everything from yoga pants to dresses and skirts. And they come in an ever-changing array of colors, prints, and patterns. And they're available in a range of styles like sneakers. Y'all know I love some sneakers. Loafers, points, and more. And they launch new colors and patterns every few weeks. And they sell out constantly. I Love them. So they have playful designs that add fun pops of color that can perk up every outfit while you're still looking polished and professional. And you would never know they're made from water bottles because they are seamlessly knit using thread made from those water bottles. So that's why they're so comfortable. And when you slip them right on, there is no break-in period. And this is helpful. They always have free shipping and free returns and exchanges. So it's no risk and no worry and literally no reason not to try. So go to rothys.com. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash sounds fun and check out all the amazing styles available right now and get your new favorite flats. Again, that's rothys.com slash sounds fun for comfort, style, and sustainability. These are the shoes you've been waiting for. Again, that's rothys.com dot com slash sounds fun today's show is also brought to you by our friends at third love y'all know y'all know you know how we feel listen i just had to figure out i wore a dress to speak in and i had to figure out where to put my microphone and over and over on instagram people said just attach the pack to your third love bra and tell us that's what you did you guys, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. Y'all know I love talking about third love bras and y'all love talking to me about your third love bras. And I am so, so glad. Third Love does bras differently. They believe every woman deserves to feel comfortable and confident every day, like I did today when I was speaking. And with the right kind of support, they help us do that. Their bras are designed to fit you, not the other way around. With measurements from millions of women, their bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, y'all. But the only one that matters is the one that fits you. Every bra is made for your comfort with memory foam, no slip straps, and a smooth scratch-free band with a printed label. And that scratch-free band is very strong. It held up my microphone today. <laughs> so don't forget the way you figured out which bra is right for you is by taking their Fit Finder quiz. It's just a few simple questions to find your perfect fit in just 60 seconds. Over 15 million women have taken the quiz today. It's actually fun, and it takes less than a minute to complete and helps with shape and size when you're fitting a brand. 
brand new good bra. And listen, these bras are so comfortable. Hands down, the most comfortable bra you're going to own. The straps that don't slip and tagless labels so there's no itching. Lightweight, super thin memory foam cups that mold to your shape. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for every gal out there. So right now they're offering my friends 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash sounds fun now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash sounds fun for 15% off today. And now back to the lovebirds, Sadie and Christian. Sadie, one of the joys of us both living in Nashville is we have both gotten to walk together through relationships with other men besides Christian. You've yep. walked with me. I've walked with you. Tell me how he is different. Like, how did you know? Why did it feel different than the other men you've gotten to date? Well, yeah. I mean, honestly, there were so many things that were that were different. Um my friend's dad always says it like this, and I think this is a great way of saying it. He's like, I don't have to look at the guy to see if he's the right guy for my girls. He's like, I look at my girls to see how they are, oh, and wow. then I know how the guy is. And I think that's really powerful because I think that, like, for me and Christian, our relationship, you know, you see, like, relationships would bring – maybe like pressure or a little bit and give me a little bit anxiety because I would feel like, okay, like I have like my life that I'm doing ministry and all that. And then like I separately like have my relationship I'm trying to maintain and it would just kind of feel like a lot. Um, And it wasn't necessarily like life giving and fruitful for, for both of us. I'm not putting that all on the guy. I think for both of us and just because we were different people at different places, but with Christian, and this was the reason why I told Lenny, I know I don't need to date anybody because I felt like it was becoming like a distraction because uh. I was trying to separate it so much. But with Christian, I'll never forget our first, our first phone call. Like I was like, you know, we had met on the beach. We started DMing. But then whenever we were talking on the phone, I was like, okay, like, are we really about to do this? Like, are we really about to just start talking? I, I just don't know if I'm uh, if I'm ready for that. And so I, like, treated it so casually. I literally mm. will never forget. I went and got a chocolate-covered banana out of my freezer, <laughs> went and sat on my car, started eating my banana, and then called him and was like, hey. Like, I was, like, trying to just be so casual. Yeah. And you called him first, Sadie? Well, he had given me his number and it was like, call me whenever you're ready, that Got kind it. of thing. Okay. I know. I didn't just brave it like that. No, you but, can. Um, That's. I mean, one of the fun things about doing the whole month of February as couples is we're getting a lot of different he leads, she leads, he makes the move, she makes the move. So I was just checking. Oh, like that's it. really cool. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. He, he had like... He was so respectful. Every time he called me, it would be like, I'm going to call you Tuesday. I'm going to call you Friday. But then he always made a point. He was like, you can text me first. I love it when you do that. So we actually had our own conversation like that. So that's really cool. But we were on the phone and it was so crazy. I mean, I was shocked. I remember like getting off of my car. I was sitting, I got off and I was like, wow. Like I started walking around. Like I was like really into this conversation because he had listened to so many sermons, read so many books I had read, but then like so many more that I hadn't read he was like telling me all about them and telling me about what he was reading and all this stuff and like I feel like in relationships I've been in, in the past like conversations about God it was almost like I would feel like oh well, maybe they don't want to talk about as much but that's okay because like I like I'm in ministry like I read the Bible all the time yeah. I listen to sermons I do this but uh, it's also like part of my job but it's also because I love to so I was I kind of like would start building excuses as to why it might not be 
going both ways. Yeah. But Christian, like he's this guy in college and yet he's like teaching me so much about the Bible, teaching me so much about things that he's learned. And we had this mutual conversation about like what God's done in our life. And this is our first conversation and it was so natural. And so then for like a month, I'm not kidding. Like all we talked about was like Jesus and like, I, I loved it. I was, it was so encouraging. It was so life-giving. And then ministry and relationship didn't become two separate things. It actually started to become like the same thing. It was like, he's encouraging me for what I'm about to talk about or where I'm at right now. Or, and it was just so impactful. It was so empowering, so fruitful, so life-giving. And I was like, okay, I think this is what a relationship was supposed to look like. And I've always heard people say like, you need to be running the same speed. You need to be going the same pace. And I would desire that, but I wasn't willing to wait for that. Mm -hmm. And then finally, whenever Christian and I realized, oh wait, we're running the same pace and we're like encouraging each other to run faster. I realized like this is different than anything I've had. And this is like, this is really what it's supposed to be. And so, yeah. Man, I think, Christian, will you speak to that as well? Only because I think a temptation I hear in some of my friends that are my age and younger and all over the place, honestly, single women who who do feel the pressure to like dumb down their spiritual life or dumb down their professional life because they're afraid they'll be too much for men, that they'll be, they'll want to talk about Jesus too much, or they'll want to talk about their work too much. Or can you talk to women about the reason not to dumb down your faith for a dating relationship? Do you think that's true, Sadie? That's true. Do you see that in some of your friends? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I did that. Sorry, so Christian, much. we do would... want your answer, but I wanted to make sure Sadie agreed with me. <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with that so much. And that is what is different. That's what I would do in every relationship. I would try to dumb down what I was doing or what I was getting to do or wouldn't even tell them opportunities that I was going to yes, do because Sadie. I would feel bad or feel like I don't want them to feel like I'm, I don't know. I don't even know what that is, but yeah. And it was such a thing. And actually that you could definitely speak to this because we almost the only time yeah, that, that the say. only okay. time we almost ended it, which wasn't even like realistic because it wasn't like I didn't like him. I actually called him. It was like September. It was right before our first date, right? No, right after our first date, yeah, no. right before my live original tour. I was about to go out on the road and I literally started feeling like, sad because I was like I feel bad that you know I'm gonna be gone so much I'm gonna do all these things and like and I'm just gonna feel too bad to like be in all this like while to you're bring in, and bring it, you yeah. into it just bringing yeah. you into it and I don't know like I started like getting in my head about it and so I called him and I was like hey I really like you but I'm not gonna be able to to be in this relationship and do you want to tell what you told me yeah yeah, yeah. so so I remember I, she we I was in my room and she called me. We we're having this conversation. And I was like looking out of my window. Um, and she was saying that. And I felt like the Lord so clearly speak to me. And it was such a crazy thing because she was saying that. I said, don't ever apologize for what the Lord is doing in your life. And that really was like what, um, like, like that, like that's what like catapulted our relationship. Like It like stopped me like in my tracks because I'm sitting here once again, trying to excuse everything God's doing instead of like celebrating and being like so stoked to share everything God's doing and want to bring him into that and do that together. I'm here like excusing it and being sorry about it. And Christian's like, um, can I stop you? Don't 
ever apologize for the things God's doing in your life. And I'm like, whoa. And I think that that's it for so many women. It's like, we don't have to feel the need to apologize or to excuse or to dumb down because the truth is, is like whenever you invite a man into that, who has like the strength and the wisdom and, and just this other side of who God is. I mean, man, it's such a powerful collaboration. And so I think Christian being able to not say, don't say, sorry, don't dumb it down. I want to hear it all. And he's like, cause if it's a win for you and a win for the kingdom, it's a win for me. And when you realize you're on the same team and you start fighting for things together, doing things together and dating and marriage and relationship, like powerful, powerful things happen. And um, so that was definitely a lesson for me. And Christian just like literally had like a word from the spirit on that one. So it's really cool. Yeah, Christian, will you kind of talk to single women and then talk to single men? Like just kind of give us a word about why you should all the way embrace like your faith and who you are and what you're doing. Yeah, so so it's actually really good. So I um one time heard this quote and it really, uh, that, that was really weird how I just thought about it. But I heard someone say one time, the bait that you catch him with is the bait that you'll keep him with. Oh, um, preach that. Somebody's tweeting that right now. <laughs> the bait that you catch um, him with is the bait you will keep him with. Oh, so, yes. so it really is like, it's like you can only fake it for so long. Mm-hmm. And like before, before, honestly, you, you, you would just get exhausted. Like I cannot imagine, you know, like just for a moment, like faking my faith or, or, or not being completely real with myself. And then like, if, 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 if that relationship were to continue, then I think that you would exhaust yourself. But really, really, I would just say like, it's just being real with yourself and, uh, and, a verse that I love, I kind of, I was reading it last night. It's, I think it's in Matthew. Um, it says, well, this is to a, to a drastic extent, but um, deny me before men and I'll deny you before my father. Mm-hmm. Um, and really just like the idea of um, just like finding someone that champions everything you're doing, doesn't get jealous of that. And like, you know, finding someone that, that you can become equally yoked with. And um, me and Sadie always say, if you're, if, if you're running a six-minute mile, you don't want to link up with someone who's running a nine-minute mile. Yeah. Um, but you want to, um, like I said, be at, the, be at the equal pace. And also because, because two people also have great things to give one another and can encourage one another and can speak life. And um, really, especially for being married for three months, it's just so cool to see like what the Lord says, like with – marriage wanting to sanctify you and like that's why he gave us or that like that's why he gave us marriage and even this even genesis when god said it's not good for man to be alone so that's why you know he gave him eve and i think that that too it is it is it, it makes you so much stronger and enough for my faith like sadie would just encourage me and uh that's when like the lord uses uses you is when is when you're open with one another and honest and just yeah, I mean, I mean, when you're when you're just real with with the other person and wanting to uh, just to invite them in on their life, and I think just being just honest about it, I think that's like the biggest key is uh, just being honest. And isn't it something too, Sadie? You can speak this too because you probably saw it in Christian. But there's yeah. just something too, like for me as a single Annie. I'm super attracted to men who talk about their faith, and yet sometimes I feel the pressure to to be quiet about mine in a dating situation because I don't want to be too much. But yep. that's what I'm looking for is the dude to be too much about Jesus. 
<laughs> yep. No, I was I was so like that. Like I didn't want to be too much. I didn't want to be like, oh, look what all I know. But you know, you're right. like scripture, like throwing it out left and right. But it's right. like, but that is who you are. And I think that like there's such like like you said about being honest and being upfront and being like, don't fake it, you know, because whenever you put it all out there, it's so amazing to see like on the other side of the table, somebody just light up and be like, Oh my gosh, like I know that one too. Or like, wow, God really spoke to me through this and that or whatever. And so I think, um, I always tell girls, like even my sister, you know, in relationships, I'm like, you know, you want the guy to pursue and you want the guy to lead and he is going to, pursue and he is going to lead but it's also great for you to you got to be a team player in that like give to him too, like pursue back you know like lead back initiate things in the sense of like hey have you listened to this have you read this did god this is when god did this in my life because and then see how they respond see what see what lights up in their life see if it's awkward if it was kind of like well that was a weird conversation well that kind of died whenever i said that or did they like light up because they related so much to whatever you were saying or had something else to give in the conversation. Um, and I think that's a way you can start seeing if a guy's going to be able to lead spiritually in any sense yeah. or even um, get excited about what Jesus is doing in your life. You know, yeah. I was sitting with some friends la- a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about a man and my, and the husband of the couple says to me, cause we were talking about this kind of thing of like, what am, if I'm being all the way Annie, here's what I would do next. But sometimes when I'm dating, I don't do this, this, and this because I don't want to be too much, right? Mm-hmm. And he, and one of the things he said that, why am I this age and hearing this for the first time? But he was like, to know someone is pursuing you isn't just about making plans. Like, that's mm-hmm. not your number one ticker on figuring out if someone is pursuing you. Figure out if he's pursuing to get to know you. But you can yeah. make some of the plans too. And so that's it's what you're saying so of like that even Stevens of like, you can walk toward him. Just pay attention to whether he cares to get to know you. Yeah, you got it. Yes, that is so good. You got to walk back. That's the thing. Like, a lot of my friends would be like, I'll, I'll say like, oh, how's the relationship going? And they're like, oh, well, I mean, he texted me, but it was like 10 minutes in between. So I'm waiting 30 minutes. I'm like, don't do that. Don't be like, done. No, don't. Text. Yep. Like you got to get back. Like, yes, he is pursuing. He's wanting to get to know you. Now you let him know that you want him to get to know you. Yeah. And, you know, for me and Christian, yeah, that was totally a thing. Like he initially, he'd be like, Hey, let's talk at two o'clock on two or two o'clock, or whatever. Like he would call. I knew he was going to call at that time. But before then I could text him anytime mm-hmm. I could say, what are you doing? Wh- whatever. And so there was like this, He made sure I knew, like, I'm being intentional. I want to talk to you. I'm pursuing getting to know you. Um, But I also want you to feel so free to just get to know me, you know? And I think that was really cool. And as far as planning dates go, like, I love planning dates. And so I kind of do that anyways. And that was kind of our relationship. And I think it's like, give yourself freedom to operate in your own giftings, you know? Like, if you're somebody who, like, is more of a romantic thinker or likes to have fun or you can think of more fun things to do. Don't be like, Oh, well he never can think of anything to do. Like you plan it and right. then like he'll have a blast doing it. You know, right. uh, I think sometimes we get a little bit too uh, legalistic in that area. Yeah. I, that's, I feel like that's what I'm learning at this point in my life is like the legalism and is more Southern than Christian. Yeah, that's so true. You know, it's more like, have I been acting like a a, a Christian woman or a Southern woman? And so I'm proud true. to be both, 
but I don't have to I don't have to follow some rules that were set out for me by the state I grew up in. Yeah, that's so true. Annie, I've never thought about it like that, but you're so right. Well, Sadie, you've thought about it pretty well because you've done what I have not done, which is get married. <laughs> so <laughs> the two of you have figured something out that is still not in my life yet, but we're getting there. Hey, but listen, whenever it does happen, you are going to have the whole world celebrating and like wow. you're going to have like literally the whole world celebrating and clapping and dance partying for you and your man. Did it feel like that for y'all? Cause it did sort of feel like that at your wedding that not only were we all feeling that at the wedding, but like there were so many people online and around that were just celebrating with you. Did it feel that way? It really did. It was overwhelming. Yeah. We, one of the things we said before we got married was that, we want our wedding day to be the best day of our lives and also the best day of everyone else's life. Yeah. We wanted people to feel like very loved at our wedding. And but but that was the overwhelming thing is that people celebrated so beautifully with us and then people around the world celebrated with us. And it was just cool to see how many people, you know, celebrate marriage still. And yeah. I know that like a lot of people, you know, have in, in this generation have thought like, well, why, why would you even get married or whatever reason um, that our culture is kind of convinced that that could be, you know, a harder thing to do. But it was super encouraging, I think, for us and for tons of people to see how many people actually come around marriage and are excited about marriage and believe that that is a beautiful design that the Lord has set. And so, you know, I think it's really encouraging for people even as I love how much you talk about the desire to get married, because I think it is such a thing to celebrate and look forward to. So mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, it was it, that was a really cool thing for us to see for sure. Oh, my gosh, it was just crazy. Christian, will you talk a little bit? One of my favorite parts of y'all's wedding ceremony was when Louis, Louis Giglio did your wedding. And when Louis said y'all were shooting stars, didn't he say shooting stars? What did he that say? Was so sweet. Yes. Yes. Tell it. Can y'all retell that story? I just thought it was so sweet what he said about knowing Sadie and then getting to know Christian and blah, blah, blah. Y'all tell the story, not me. Yes. No, it was so sweet. Christian, you'll have to tell the, the funny yeah, part. Yeah, I'll tell the funny part. So, yeah. So Louis, you know, was going to both of us and he was just saying things that he that he's seen in us and that he loves about us. And it was just the sweetest ceremony ever. He was like, said that I was like this comet and this shooting star and all this stuff. And then he said, and Christian, he's like, when I met you, he was like, yeah. I knew you were the one after this phone call. And now, funny backstory, this phone call that Louis referenced in the wedding. So we've never talked to Louis about this phone call. And uh-uh. Louis, apparently on his end, took it as like the best phone call. He realized that like Christian was the one. On our end, when we hung up from that phone call, we were both like, like, stupid. Why do we do that? I was so insecure. Really? <laughs> yes. So... I was so into it. Also, it's funny because I just personally just like love hearing Louis preach. And I just really, yeah. um, I just really just relate to everything he says. And um, this was still at the time when I was driving up to Nashville a lot. And I would listen to like a sermon or two from him just on my drives. And uh, it was a Monday. And we were. You remember the day? <laughs> it was a Monday. It was a Monday. It was a Monday. I was in the Publix parking lot. And um, we had a merge call. So it was me, Sadie, and Louis. And, um, were y'all we were already engaged or were you just dating? Is, we were, this is where we're engaged. We were engaged, but this is like a key point. We weren't together. So normally when me and Christian are together, like if I, if he were to do something like this, I would have probably like start like tapping his leg, like, <laughs> okay, wrap it up. Right. But, but you couldn't because you weren't in the same place. I couldn't. Brilliant. 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 
but so we were t- we were on the phone. It was like forty five minutes or an hour maybe, and uh, I had said minimal words. And finally, Sadie and Louie kind of wrapped up. And then I was like, baby, you finished. And then I was like, because I have some things I want to say to Louie. And I went on like a seven. I, I didn't take a breath. I went on like a seven minute just like tandem. on like, this spoke to me and this spoke to me. And I love it when you said this. And then you said this. And that was awesome. How he said this. And then, That's wow, so my nice gosh, that was though. So cool. No, it was so nice. But then, but then when I finished, all he said was, <laughs> it was like so funny because okay, we had this 45 minute talk about the wedding and then Christian was kind of popping up every now and then and then I kind of like wrapped it up by like Louis, we just appreciate you. We we're so thankful for you're doing this. Like it was just like the perfect like ending. And then as soon as we were like, all right, bye. And Chris was like, wait, um, babe, are you done now? <laughs> and I was like, I am. And then he just could not stop. It was like, and then I watched this sermon, and then I watched this sermon, and then that message of passion, and then this, and then and then when you said this, and then and it was so funny. And so <laughs> then as soon as he gets done with this, like seven minute, did not take a breath, like everything he loves about Louis Giglio, Louis said. <laughs> All right, let's pray. That's no, all he said. that's all he said. <laughs> and then we prayed, and then we all hung up. Then I called. Then I called Zayden. I was like, "What was I doing?" He's like, "I couldn't stop. I couldn't stop." And so we laughed at that. My dad like made fun of Christian about it for like, ever. Like we are my whole family talks about it, and but we never brought it up to Louis. And so when Louis mentioned that at our wedding, we were like, "Oh my gosh!" But that happened to be the time that like Louis started to love Christian because like, you know, Louis had also met a lot of guys that I had dated sure. and it would just be me talking. And it was awesome. Cause Christian was like, all right, are you done? Let me talk. Yeah. And I was like, That's the man. Yeah. You're like, this is the right guy. <laughs> yep. One of my other favorite things about just Louis and the, our wedding night was, so I knew that the ceremony or the, the, um, yeah, the ceremony was happening at like five 30 and it was like five 15 and I like looked at the clock like above the 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 microwave and I like literally like started like heavy breathing. And I was like, wow, this is a 15 minutes. Yeah. And then um I I then I I almost I got like teary-eyed because I was like, this is just so real and how this is happening. And then Louie came up and sat next or stood next to me. He like put his hand on my shoulder and he was like, Do you want to go in the backyard and hit golf balls? So like literally like five minutes before we walked out for the ceremony, me and Louie were in the backyard hitting golf balls into the lake. Oh my gosh. When we were all in the tennis courts. Yes. And that was just like just one of the coolest moments probably of my life. It was just so surreal. It was, yeah, I I will always tell that story. I loved it. What do y'all know about God now that you didn't know on November 24th? Well, that's a great question. I'll say the first thing that popped in my mind while you're still thinking, you know, I always knew this, but I think I see it in a much more graceful, like grace filled way with Christian, like how God is through Christian, that God is so for us. Like, Mm. I know we hear that. I know we say that, like, even when we're against ourselves. But like there are days that like anytime like I start to beat myself up about anything, like Christian literally will like make me stop, stare at him in the face and like he'll just speak life over me and like encourage me. And like in an instant, I'm like, okay, like I'm really not that far off. And like it was so grace filled. And it's just like the heart of the father. 
Mm. And I think a lot of times, you know, and, and this is so religion, you know, we get so beat up by like maybe an off day or we're like, oh man, like we feel more distant from God. And it's like, we start saying these things and it's like, that's not the character of God. He's not more mm. distant from you. He still loves you. He's not even disappointed in you. Like he, he is like, he would be affirming you and who you are and what you're doing. And so I think for me, it's really cool to have that person who's with you all the time, every night to just kind of like regroup, you know, I think sometimes in the past, I would have like lingered on thoughts like that a little bit longer of like, that just like disappointed in myself. So I feel like God's disappointed. I feel like I messed up. And so God must be upset or like I, yeah. I could have done better and God's sitting up there like oh why did you do that and it's like that's not the way that it works it's not his character and um and so I feel like the bounce back from like yeah. my initial being hard on myself to like okay God like I just want all that you have and I just like I'm gonna bounce back and tomorrow's gonna be different has been just so amazing and I think I through Christian have learned that about God in a really really beautiful way I was just thinking about that even yesterday, I was like, he looked at me and he said, you're okay. I was like, yeah, I just feel really stressed. And I just, I, I just have a lot going on. And I don't feel like I'm given a hundred percent in every area um, because of just a capacity thing. Yeah. And then I start going to, and I think God must be those things. And he's like, no, 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 God is so for you. And that's been a really cool thing for me to learn and walk through and watch through Christian. And even though I already had maybe learned it, just kind of be affirmed through Christian. It's been awesome. Yeah. Christian, what about you? That was really sweet, babe. Thank you. I've learned so many things. And just to attest to what Sadie said, like just how much he speaks through people and just especially like, you know, being married and I don't, we've, I think we've, we've spent maybe one day apart now. So we've spent every single day together yeah. and just like how much he speaks through you and how much he, uh, how much he just communicates through his people. But just really like, just if you seek him, like he will find you. And I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've seen moments, especially in our marriage when, when I, um, just needed just to like take a breath and I just like for for example like last week we were picking up Chick-fil-A and I asked for a ketchup I didn't get a ketchup and I was like so I was like on fumes <laughs> <laughs> and I just like I like was driving on the interstate and I was like Holy Spirit I just need you just to help me just relax and it's like mm. in that moment I just relax and, and yes I felt that just for my walk but just something about it in marriage it's just like it's just, it's just such it's a like, unique. I think it's like for both of us, you're not so hard on yourself because you realize that like love is like not so hard on you. You know, it's like, oh, I think that's what it is. It's like, you're not beating yourself up. You're not feeling disappointed as much because like the person beside you who loves you is she's looking at you smiling or he's looking at you with grace or whatever. And, you know, you think about that in a, in a context of marriage or relationship, that's just like human love. Now think about it in like the agape perfect love. Wow. Like what would he be saying? How would he be reacting? And I think looking at each other in just the small moments we've been able to show like that, like imagining that in perfection is like, it's beautiful. It's wild. Man, that's awesome. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Seeing how much, seeing how much we love each other and are for one another, and just imagining how much more God loves us—that that's really cool. It's powerful. And how you'll even get better at it in another year, in five years, right? in twenty-five years. You know. Yep. That's so fun. true. Okay, Sadie, we can't hang up without talking about your book that's coming out this week. Let's go. Just I know. Get married and release a book. Why don't you? 
Woohoo! Crazy, crazy. I know. I, whenever we were talking about the book coming out next week, I was like, wow, babe, you dated me through the writing and editing process. Yeah, that's what now, I was going to ask. Is, is <laughs> that's he, big tell me what is, this one's called Live? Yes, Live. Yeah. And so tell me what, the, what's the idea of this one? Okay, so this one is kind of interesting how this all came about. You know, whenever I wrote Live Original, it was I was a sophomore in high school. I had a co-writer and she she's amazing. I literally knew exactly what I was gonna say. I had the 10 chapters, went yeah. to her with them, sat there, talked to her, we wrote as I talked. I mean, it was it was just it flowed very, very naturally. Live Fearless, very similar. I just walked through a season of fear. I knew exactly what I wanted to say, sat with her, we talked, she wrote, I edited flow naturally live was very different um because i originally started out wanting to write a book about unity called live united and um started writing it and then as i was writing it i literally felt the lord like put this like burden on me to write about um life and death and i was like whoa that's heavy and 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 call the book just live and talk about the value of life and and the celebration of life and how every life matters and the miraculous aspect of life and i I felt so unqualified to write about that like i was like okay god like i hear you but but like live original i knew what to say live fearless i knew what to say life and death like I don't know that I really know what to say. And I feel like the Lord just like kind of took off any ounce of like perfectionism I could have had and was like, you just got to be a friend the way you know how to be a friend and like write what you know, right? Write what you've learned, write what you know. And so really we took this heavy concept of like what life really looks like whenever you walk the path of life and stuff like that and we made it into a really fun book because I was like if I was sitting with a friend this is exactly what I would say and this is like how I would encourage them so we actually did a picture book because we wanted it to be like a breath of fresh air like when you read it it just kind of comes alive and it's super a lot of scriptures it kind of bridges the gap it's like if you've never read the bible don't worry it's in the book like lots of scriptures because obviously like we know that Jesus like is life. And so I think it's going to be really encouraging to a lot of people. But as I, as I was writing the book and I didn't really know why I was writing this, this book, um, one of my friend's husbands committed suicide Hmm. and it was so hard. It was so sad. It was so confusing. And I had never been that close to somebody who, who had made that decision. And so from that, I started researching and realized that that's like the second leading cause of death for young people and just felt really affirmed that this was the book that I was supposed to write at this time. Yeah. Um, and it's not the answer, obviously. I think it, it is It is just a step in the right direction and it is a breath of life. And so people need to be encouraged. People need to feel celebrated, feel loved, have a reminder of why they're here. I do think they'll find that in this. And so I'm really, I'm really grateful for it to finally be be out. Christian and I really did walk through, um, you know, just trying to, like I said, the other words flow naturally. This was like finding the words and yeah. like really digging deep. Uh, but I'm very thankful for it to be out. I'm just excited to see how it impacts people. I'm sure you feel the same way. It's like you write this book, you know, like, this is great. But if it doesn't have impact on people, you know, yeah. like, that's the whole point. Yeah, what a waste. I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. But I'm, I'm really excited. That's awesome. And it's um, available. People can get it because this show comes out two days after the book comes out. 
Yep. So Let's they can go. get it anywhere books are sold. I love it. Um, you guys, y'all are just the best. Will you just come back a thousand times in the next 20 years? Can we just keep a doing this? A thousand times. <laughs> anytime you ask, we'd love to have Any, fun. Anytime you ask. Y'all are just the best. I'm so grateful to be friends with y'all. And I'm so encouraged in my own life. Sadie, you know this, but I just love, I mean, your friendship is so special to me and I just have loved watching this develop for y'all. So it's been awesome. Christian, Aww, you don't know you this, so but this is how we end the show. You may know this, but Sadie has answered this before, but she gets to answer it again. And you both have to answer because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what you do for fun. Play tennis. I was going to say that. <laughs> That's adorable. Well, what's so funny about that too is, is, is when she said, she said, you would be on any dance podcast. I said, yeah, that sounds so fun. <laughs> I was like, what? Yes. That, that always means it's right when people send that. Play tennis that. and be on Annie's podcast. That's right. I'll <laughs> take it. That's a good answer. Y'all are great at tennis, right? Like you're both very good at it. We love tennis. We like to think we are. We yeah. like to think we are. Well, we're, we're good against the people we play. Put us against people who probably <laughs> are better. We might be humble. Yeah. Ah, I love it. Okay. So I just finished recording with Sadie and Christian. And today in the office is Jenna and Ashley, who tours with me, and our friend Barrett, who works out of the office sometimes. And while we were recording, they overheard me repeating the part where Christian and Sadie and I agreed on the bait you use to catch him is the bait you use to keep him. And Ashley, you've been married how long? 16, almost 17 years. It'll be 17 in July. Okay. And I made you come in here and get on the microphone. Barrett's gone or he'd be on here as well. Tell me, when you heard me say that, do you agree with that in a dating place? That, that the who you are when you are dating someone needs to be, as a person, who you are when y'all get engaged and get married. That you need to be true to who you are first. And then as you're dating, and as you're going from dating to marriage. Oh, absolutely. I, as I heard you say that statement, I was like, yeah, that really applies in dating. Like who you are on date two and who you are on date 10 and who you are on the night he proposes needs to be all the same you. Yes. And, um, and because you don't want to bait and switch. Yes. Um, that's, that's a lack of integrity and we don't want to do that. Right. The, Second thought I had was, hmm, when you get married and as you live life together and as you continue to grow and change and transform, like we we all want to do, if the bait you used to catch him was your stunning good looks at 22, um, when you turn 40, some of those will have changed. Yeah. And if you go through a season of loss and you deal with a, uh, you know, if you struggle with depression or if you become ill and, you know, there are things that happen in our lives as seasons that we walk through that are going to change us as as the humans that we are and our commitment in marriage is to stay true to each other as mm -hmm. we continue to grow together. Right. And so I never want to, well, and I'll be honest, sometimes I do look at myself as an almost 40 year old and think, oh, you know, the ways that I'm different from who I was when we first met, yeah. those can feel like insurmountable gaps sometimes, mm. but, but they're not because who we are now, um, we're committed to each other. Yeah this day. Yeah. So I loved that. I was like, and literally as soon as you said it to me when I walked out of the studio and we were sitting and working on something else, I was like, we have to go back in the studio and say this because I do want men and women to hear what you are not saying is 
is to be a different person in your 15th year of marriage. Like the person you're married to and living with should experience the fullness of who you are. Do not hide who you are, whether you're dating, engaged, or married. But do not fall under any condemnation or shame or a trap of my body needs to look like this in order to, or my, I mean, I have a friend who was a lawyer when they got married and then she stayed home with her kids. Right. If, if the only thing he liked was her professional life, that was going to change. Everything's going to change. Yeah. I sat with a counselor. That's not my counselor. There's just a friend a couple of months ago. And he said, I'm on my fifth marriage. Have I told you this? No. He said, I'm on my fifth marriage. And I was like, what? And he was like, to the same person. But we have, we feel that. like every f- six years or so, our marriage changes. It's, it's reinvented. And it's, yeah, yeah it, you maintain that commitment to each other. And you can, you maintain the commitment to yourself to keep growing and, and yeah. learning and being a better you. Yeah. Well, you say the part that y'all also talked about, about physical, how physical you get in relationships. Oh, yeah. That there's kind of the the flip side or an ad- additional side to that is if, if you, um, if, if kind of part of that "Quote unquote bait you used to to catch for someone, men or women, right? Yeah, is um is is kind of crossing boundaries that you wouldn't normally cross physically. Then the expectation of continuing that type of behavior mm-hmm. um is is kind of your responsibility at that point mm. to to manage that expectation. And so, um, especially in those dating relationships, yeah. um, n- knowing yourself and knowing those boundaries and you know willingness to to just accept the responsibility for mm-hmm. the for who we decide to be in those moments. Yeah. It's super important. But I just think, gosh, I thought that was so valuable, the conversation that y'all had in the office while I was in the studio about like the what you used to bait him is what you'll use to keep him. What you used to, The bait you used to catch him is the bait you'll use to keep him is very good when you are thinking about are you being fully yourself in this dating relationship, in this engagement, in this marriage? Yes. When it comes to a committed relationship, you do not have to be tied to who I was when I met him or her is who I have to be today. You're allowed to grow and change. hundred percent. Okay. Well, listen, just thank you for your wisdom. I'd like to thank you well, I was and gonna, Jenna and Barrett. I was going to apologize for eavesdropping, but not anymore. No, that's no, so helpful. And, and I mean, there's only a door between me and y'all, <laughs> but I didn't realize how well you could hear it, that y'all were able to repeat things your to each other. Your voice does carry. I was very loud because I was excited. I, <laughs> That's got to be weird to only hear half the conversation. Oh, it's great. You just, it, it's such a good teaser. So <laughs> when I get to listen to the episode, I'll know what Sadie and Christian added. That's right. Well, thank you for doing this. My pleasure. Oh, you guys, aren't they just the best? I know, I know, I know. I'm just so excited and so grateful for them letting us be on the inside, even now as the marriage starts. And through their books and social media and when she's speaking and their podcast, we just get to watch their relationship grow and grow along with them. And I'm just so, so thrilled about that. I adore both of them. And I'm sure you do now, too. Make sure you give them a follow on social media if you haven't yet. And tell them thanks for being on the show. And if you have not scrolled through and stalked their wedding, may I suggest it? Because it was beautiful. You guys, there was so much meat at the reception there was sausages and bacon and duck it was just it was meaty it was awesome it was just beautiful so make sure you take a little time and go go look online at some of those pictures people have posted and grab a copy of sadie's book 
Live. It just came out this week and it's great, great, great. So grab a copy of that for yourself. Again, y'all know me. We're always thinking Easter baskets. We're thinking graduation. We're thinking even people who are going from middle school to high school, high school to college and finishing college. Any of those are good spots to toss a copy of Live into an Easter basket in just a couple of weeks. Which reminds me, you guys, Lent started yesterday. If you want to jump in and celebrate this season of the Christian calendar and study along with She Reads Truth and He Reads Truth, you're not too late. Just hop in and start reading along with their plans right now. That is what I'll be doing as well. So happy Lent. And that means at the end of it comes Easter. And we will really be excited to celebrate that as well. I'll go ahead and drop in here to remind you that the week between Palm Sunday and Easter Holy Week, we do not record shows or release shows just as a kind of honor to the importance of that week. So just a heads up, we won't have any shows that week. Uh, Gosh, I think that's it for me today. I'm out on tour, out on the Love Better Tour. Make sure you're catching up with us if we're coming close to you. And we'll be posting about it as we go. So you can follow along if you are not going to be able to make it to one of the shows. But we hope you will. So I'm out there on a bus. And if you need anything else from me, y'all know I'm embarrassingly easy to find. Annie F. Downs on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all the places you may need me. That is how you can find me. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you. I will do the same. And we will see you back here. On Monday, y'all aren't even ready for the shows in March. It's going to be so great. We will see you guys on Monday. Have a great weekend.